0: welcome to sarah gonzalez unfiltered today the story of a terrorist who lived in this country for almost a year before being caught you are never going to believe how he got in okay was your guest Joe Biden's disastrous border policy? All right, you got me. You're right. You're right about that. But we will get into how that occurred and how many more terrorists could there be just lying in wait? And is Texas continuing to hold the line at the border? Also, new details emerge on the attack by Iranian-backed forces on American service members in Jordan, which, as we know, resulted in the death of three Americans and the Biden administration has responded. Now, first, let's get this whole Taylor Swift thing out of the way, all right? Reports are now indicating that Joe Biden's campaign, in an act of desperation, is seeking the endorsement of global pop superstar Taylor Swift. Now, there you wouldn't think so, but there is a lot to unpack in that seemingly just surface-level headline you might not think twice about, all right? The first is that the Biden campaign is not even waiting for the general to start looking for these types of endorsements. They need that energy now. They have realized it's going to take a hell of a lot to elect a walking potato who has done nothing but destroy the country for the last three years. Something tells me. They realize this isn't going to be a cakewalk. They realize that they are dealing with uh, the disastrous handling of Afghanistan right as we are starting to talk about what's going on in the Middle East and are we going to a war with Iran. They're dealing with high grocery bills. They're dealing with high gas prices. They're dealing with record high levels of inflation. They're dealing with high mortgage rates. They are seeing the ramifications of the Biden regime. But we're still in primary season. This is a season in which Joe Biden, as a reminder, has no real opponent. He is supposed to be. He is the figurehead, for all intents and purposes, of the Democrat Party. Now, do I think he's actually pulling the strings? Of course not. But he is at least the figurehead. He is the sitting president. I mean, not according to him. He says Donald Trump is the sitting president, but he is the president. You wouldn't typically think That uh, this would be a time when the campaign is worried about endorsements or surrogates or celebrities or anything of that nature. So desperation really is a great way to describe the campaign. Although, honestly, I would be desperate, too, if I was running Joe Biden's campaign. I mean, you can't campaign from the basement anymore. Okay, we are not dealing with covid. He is now the literal president. There is only so much hiding you can do. If you remember you can't blame the lack of crowds on COVID. That's what they did last time with all those hula hoops they had on the ground. Yeah, was just... Uh, d- 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 what? Low energy? No, please. That was just because we had to stand six feet apart and only one person to a hoop. So we didn't spread germs. But bah, boy, let me tell you, if we hadn't had those restrictions, our boy would have filled the room. He would have been filling stadiums. So many people have like all this strong passion for Joe Biden. Everyone is so passionate about Joe Biden. I mean, look, when your candidate is this bad uh, and we've seen the results of having a dementia patient as president, your job is tough. All right. I don't envy the Joe Biden campaign. I would not want their job. I would like to always give credit where credit is due on this program. Their job must suck. But aside from all of that, does Taylor Swift's endorsement actually matter? Well, according to the results of a recent Newsweek poll, 18% of voters say they are, quote, more likely or, quote, significantly more likely, end quote, to vote for a candidate endorsed by Taylor Swift. Now, why? Why? Why are they more likely? Remember, this is the elite of the elite, one of the most popular superstars, perhaps of all time, I would argue. Someone who, by the way, cannot relate to us normies over here who, you know, don't have like private planes and personal chefs and multi million dollar homes. A woman who I feel the need to point this out when we're talking about uh, who you're voting for. She is. Nearly 35 years old, never been married, no kids, no family, presumably because she spends her time singing pop songs about ex-boyfriends. And look, I'm not knocking Taylor Swift's music, all right? If you enjoy her music, I mean no offense. But what I'm saying is, is she the inspirational role model that you want, like, your daughter to emulate Is she the person whose values represent you well enough that you would just blindly follow her political endorsement? I mean, of course, not you. If you're watching this program, you're far brighter than that. But why would anyone, anyone who likes Taylor Swift's music vote for Taylor Swift's politics? The answer is simple. Because a lot of voters are simply uninformed and stupid. you can clutch your pearls and say, but Sarah, you shouldn't say that. That's mean. That's you don't want to say mean things about people. Well, look, it's true. All right. And do you know who else knows this very, very well? The radical left. They prey upon this. They weaponize the idiocy. Remember the old MTV campaign, Rock the Vote? You know, you had Madonna, Aerosmith, I think it was even like Leonardo DiCaprio, all the Hollywood celebs, all the Hollywood blowhards getting up on stage, telling young people to make sure and register to vote, rock the vote. They've been indoctrinating the youth for a very, very long time. Why? Because it's effective. So there's no question Taylor Swift is going to endorse Joe Biden. She did it already in 2020 because she said, orange man, bad, white supremacist, phobic, racist, xenophobic, all the phobics, orange man, bad, and also mean tweets. So I don't know why this is a thing. I'm sure she's going to do it again. I don't even think Joe Biden has to like solicit her endorsement. She already did it. You guys remember she tweeted out in 2020 a picture of her making like Joe Biden 2020 campaign cookies. They don't have to solicit her endorsement. It is theirs. They are the radical left. She is Taylor Swift. It is already their endorsement to have. But the question is, will it have any real effect on the numbers? I don't know. But the thing to remember here is like it or not, culture matters. As Andrew Breitbart once said, politics is downstream from culture. And in a perfect world, those willing to blindly vote for who their favorite celebrity says without actually researching the issues and understanding their values and knowing what's important to them and really weighing the matter heavily because it's an important decision, people that are not willing to do that and who would rather blindly just vote for someone, honestly, in a perfect world, wouldn't be allowed to have a say. I would say that's immediate disqualification if you are just going to blindly follow. Like, let me just tell you, uh, those of you who have been watching for a while know my uh, affinity for Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran. Like, love Ed Sheeran. I would never consider voting for who Ed Sheeran told me to vote for. Why? Because he lives his life much differently than mine. His values, I can guarantee, are much different than mine are. So why would I care who Ed Sheeran wants me to vote for? But unfortunately, in this country, all those people's votes counts just as much as yours and mine. And honestly, if the Republican Party wants to live on. I really think instead of bitching about Taylor Swift being a potential PSYOP, that's all everyone's talking about. It is Taylor Swift, the left's new PSYOP. And oh my gosh, it's so insufferable to see T-Swift at all the Kansas City Chiefs games. And trust me, I agree with you. It's really insufferable. It's annoying. I don't like it either. But I'm just saying, instead of constantly bitching about that, perhaps... If we'd like to carry these conservative values onto our children and our children's children, it's time we come up with a solution to win culture back before we end up with a bunch of Swifties like working in the White House. Ugh. Taylor Swifties working in the White House do not make me live to see that day. When we come back, we will check in on the border and get into the story of uh, just one of the known terrorists let into this country by the Biden regime. Before we do that, we wanna thank our sponsor, Preborn. So um, Preborn, for those of you who have not yet heard about Preborn, Preborn is uh, an organization that I am so proud to partner with um, because listen, the left, I will, I will get into later on in the show, I will get into how bad the Biden regime and the left is actually attacking uh, babies. In the womb. I mean, they want to make you. Not only do they want to push people to abort their babies, they also want to make you a criminal if you peacefully protest against that. But what Preborn is doing is they partner with these this network of clinics, and um, they put their clinics right next to, oftentimes, these abortion clinics, Planned Parenthoods, what have you, and they have their clinic right next door, and they invite these women in to actually see the truth. What is the truth? That is not a clump of cells in your body. That is a human life. That is your baby. And you want, to, you want to know? You want to know how I know? Here's the heartbeat. Here it is. Here's the ultrasound. Here's the heartbeat. This baby is yours. When a mother is shown that on the ultrasound, they are twice as likely to choose life. So if you guys have not yet... Donated to Preborn. I know times are tough, but this really could be twenty-eight dollars is the cost of an ultrasound. Twenty-eight dollars could be the difference between life and death for these babies. So if you have anything to spare, I know Preborn is like one of my favorite organizations to deal with. Um, they really, really are doing God's work. You can go to preborn.com/sarah to donate, or you can dial pound two fifty and say the keyword baby as preborn.com/sarah so a new report from the daily wire confirms a terrorist was caught illegally crossing the southern border and federal authorities because of of course the current administration's policy just released him right on into the country shortly after, where he remained at large for almost a year. And he wasn't just a lone wolf either, but an actual confirmed member of Al-Shabaab, in January 2024, now, this is a terrorist organization that's carried out mass casualty attacks by IED, small arms fire. They also conduct ambushes and military style assaults. They were behind the 2013 Westgate Shopping Mall attack in which four masked gunmen opened fire, killing 71 civilians. Uh, do you Can you tell yet? These are not good people. All right. They pledged loyalty to al-Qaeda in 2012. They've killed more U.S. citizens than any other al-Qaeda affiliate since 20. 20- Well, this guy, member of that terrorist organization, Al-Shabaab, was arrested 10 days ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in conveniently, coincidentally, Ilhan Omar's district. And in case you're wondering how he was allowed to be released, well, an ICE source, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, admitted that people have been released before completing records checks. So, which kind of defeats the purpose of the record check. Like if you're going to do a record check and before you get the proper results, release the person, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. And of course, current background checks at the border primarily focus on U.S. criminal history and may not properly connect derogatory information from internal databases, even though the Biden administration always claims the vetting process at the border is comprehensive Um, i want to bring on welcome to the program texas state representative tony tinderholt of district 94 um tony is it okay if i say you're a friend of mine
1: absolutely we've known each other for eight we have years maybe
0: we have well i am on a lot of lists including uh, an online extremist list. So I always like to just make sure maybe I should have done that off air because I'm like, "Is I, we're, we're live, Tony. Can I say that we're friends? And you're like,
1: mm, I, I, yes. I could say the same thing to you, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. So Tony is um, one of the good guys in the Texas house, uh, something that I have been very on top of that there are not all good guys in the Texas house. But today I want to talk about What is going on here at the southern border? Now, I know a couple days ago, uh, I believe you released a statement um, thanking, congratulating perhaps Governor Abbott Mm -hmm. on um, what he did here. I have been very critical of Governor Abbott in the past. I agree that I am glad that he finally stepped up and did what needed to be done. I'm also very frustrated that it took three years.
1: And so am I, but I think it's really important as legislators and as constituents to let people know when they did a good job too. No matter how long it takes them, um, when they do a good job, we certainly beat people up when they're not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that happens in politics. I think it's important that we make sure that they're doing what we like as well. And that's why we released that letter. I'm glad that something was finally done at the border. It's sad that the state is having to do it though.
0: Yeah, it is. And so do you know, I don't know, who you've talked to or when, but I keep I keep waiting. I keep thinking, okay, we you got to hold the line at this point, right? I mean, Governor Abbott wrote this poignant letter that I think I believe will go down in the history books. Um, I mean, we we've gone too far now to just give up. So, are we holding the line from here on out?
1: We are, but it's a small area right now. It's yeah. we're literally just proving a point to the federal government. Um, it's it's the duty of the federal government to protect its citizens and our sovereign borders. And sadly, the Biden administration is enticing and encouraging people to come here. It's I feel like it's purposely overwhelming Border Patrol agents. And I am happy that the state of Texas is standing strong at the border and saying, no, we're going to use the 10th Amendment and we will protect our citizens and the citizens of our nation. Texas will do it.
0: Did it surprise you that the Supreme Court uh, ruled 5-4 to allow the biden administration access to uh, cut that razor wire now i do want to remind everyone i know you know this but i want to remind everyone it was a temporary decision before the cases actually heard but did it surprise you
1: so you know i i i want to go back a little bit further yeah. What should surprise people more is the fact that the Biden administration filed a lawsuit to yeah. <laughs> try to stop us from protecting our border, right? Yeah. Um, but yes, I said
0: they should have said thank you.
1: I think so, too. They and should I, tell
0: Texas thank you.
1: The Border Patrol agents do. The Border Patrol agents, we go down there and we talk to them and they're afraid to talk to us. They want to do their jobs. But the, the short answer is, yes, I was really surprised because it seems like common sense. Let's put a razor wire. Let's do things to protect our border. And what happens, we get sued by the federal government because we're doing their job for them.
0: Right, right. So you've been down to the border. Many tell, times. Tell me what types of things that you've seen down there.
1: You see countless numbers of people coming across the border. You see the coyotes sitting across the border um, with, with absolutely no interaction uh, with law enforcement. Not because we don't want to, but we're spread thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just pushing people across the border. Coyotes, um, cartel members, drugs, fentanyl, human trafficking. I don't, you've been to the border. Have you seen where the wristbands are left on the ground, where they're tracking these women and children? And they're they're trafficking humans. I, I feel like the Biden administration is the largest human trafficking organization in the world. The h- largest fentanyl trafficking, orga- trafficking organization in the world is our president yeah. and their administration.
0: I would agree with you there. Um, I want to play, speaking of... Our dear president. Um, I want to play Joe Biden. This shocked me. This is Joe Biden in 1996. So Senator Joe Biden, you know, we look at what's going on at the border. And I mean, here's the thing. I feel like you would probably agree with me that I don't believe that Joe Biden is the one calling the shots right now. I do believe whoever is calling the shots is doing this intentionally. But this shocked me to hear Joe Biden in 1996 suggesting that this type of migration is exactly what he always wanted. Watch.
1: It's not going to stop, nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. So there's a second thing in that black box an unrelenting stream of immigration non-stop non-stop fewer than 50 percent of the people in america from then and on will be white european stock that's not a bad thing That's that's a source of our strength
0: i don't know if you noticed uh who was sitting to the left of him but uh none other none other than department homeland security uh Alejandro Mayorkas Mm -hmm. How shocking I I Mean I watched that and I was like, hold on. Maybe there is context that I'm missing but there he is saying we are going to have only 50% White European what-have-you and that's not a bad thing. I mean, he just says it right off. That's not a bad thing and I hear how the left calls us conspiracy theorists and crack, you know, nut jobs and all sorts crack, crackpots, whatever they say, because we talk about their major plan to bring in all of these people uh, who will vote and they say, oh, the great replacement theory, that's racist and that's this and that's. Seems to be what the, the whole plan was this whole time, including back in 1996 when Joe Biden was trying to sell it to everyone with Mayorkas right next to him, like, hey, this is what we intend to do. We want to replace you guys.
1: You know, it sure seems that way. And, and if people don't believe that, they should at least believe that this administration, like I said before, is responsible for the deaths of thousands of Americans, the trafficking. Think about the trafficking of the women and children. They're OK with that. Mm-hmm. Potentially to get votes, right? Mm -hmm. They're allowing people to come in like that. I spent 21 years in the military. I watched America's sons and daughters die protecting other nations' borders. And here they are with an open border just allowing people to come across. And they're terrorists. We've seen the terrorists come across. They know what they're doing. But for those people that don't want to believe that, at least believe what you see. And it's terrorists and criminals that come across the border. Some are women and children, but sadly, they're being trafficked.
0: Yeah, I— It was very infuriating to me when I saw not not too long ago, maybe it was a month ago, and I saw the Department of Homeland Security tweet, I guess you're you're supposed to call it posted on X. I don't do that. I still call it by its former terms. Uh, They tweeted about Human Trafficking Awareness Day, and they used a hashtag that was like, wear blue, Human Trafficking Awareness Day. and. I thought to myself, you guys are the biggest proponents of human trafficking in the freaking country. And you think that you can go online and post about how you need to wear what's what's wearing blue going to do. You could shut the border down today, today, and think about all of the help that would give in stopping human trafficking. They don't do it. They know what they're doing, but they want to go online and virtue signal by saying wear blue.
1: You know what? legislators in Texas stood up and did some things at the border that are huge. Now, after this last legislative session, because the Biden administration refuses to do it, Texas law enforcement officers can collect biometrics at the border, process and arrest and deport, doing what the federal government should do. And I think that that's going to start very soon. And we're going to see a huge change at the border. I'm hoping that many of these uh, 25 states that have stepped forward mm-hmm. uh, to provide a hand with uh, helping Texas actually help these other states because the border's is big. Yeah. And we're just talking about a small piece of it. These criminals that are coming across in these terrorists are going unchecked. And it's because of the quantity of them that are coming through. Well, at least Texas law enforcement officers are going to be able to do their jobs.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think the chances are that Joe Biden uh, federalizes the National Guard?
1: Well, if he does, we have an amazing state guard in the state of Texas, um, and the Constitution specifically discusses a well-armed and well-formed militia. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the governor could potentially uh, call on them, call on the state guard, call on all law enforcement officers. Look, other states are going to feed Texas with law enforcement officers and state guard and national guard. So if he does that, that's just another signal to Americans that he is purposely flooding Americans with drugs, human trafficking, and terrorists. Yeah.
0: I also think that um, I don't think the more I watch this play out, I don't think that there would be any sort of violence or armed conflict because you even see the Border Patrol. Uh, we talked about it on the show the other day. You see the Border Patrol Union slamming Joe Biden's catastrophic mm-hmm. policy at the border, they called it. They said it's catastrophic. And they even said they're like rank and file Border Patrol agents do not want to like cause Texas National Guard a problem. We understand they're just doing their job. We're just trying to, like everyone's trying to obey lawful orders and we don't have a problem with them. They don't have beef with us. Everything's totally fine. That signaled to me that the Border Patrol Union was like, yeah, we're tired of this crap and we're not going to support Biden in this.
1: To be honest, I think the Border Patrol likes what Texas is doing. They're they're actually probably watching very, in, in an envious way saying, I wish we could do more of that.
0: Yeah, because you, I mean, these people signed up seemingly to protect and defend our border. You sign up, I'm sure as a, I'm going to be sexist for a moment. I'm sure that most of them are are males. You know, you sign up as like a young male or a a male who's like ready and eager to defend your country, to to do something for your country. And then you get placed there and you're just a processor. You're like a glorified travel agent trying to figure out where these people want to go. And you're like, this isn't what I signed up for.
1: I was a Spanish linguist in part of my military career, and I did counter-drug missions. Many of the people that left the Air Force that I served with as linguists became border patrol agents. And I'll tell you, I think they wanna do their jobs. I think they have a very proud job, something that they should be proud of. They all work really hard, but they're not allowed to. They're not afforded the opportunity to protect Texas borders, and that's pretty despicable. You know, we talk about the Biden administration owning what they've done. Sadly, I, I hope I'm wrong, but when our water, when our power grid, and when Americans are, are slaughtered like what happened overseas in October 7th, yeah. when those things, if they happen in America, he gets to own that. Yeah. These are Americans. He's allowing terrorists to come across with unfettered access to do harm to our infrastructure and American citizens. And sadly, I think it could happen, but let's pray that it doesn't. I- agree with you.
0: Um, All right. So next I want to get into what's going on with the Middle East. Will you stay? Absolutely. Great. Okay. All right. So we are going to get into that. We'll be right back. United States soldiers all from Georgia were killed Sunday by a drone strike in Jordan near the Syrian border. And Biden has mentioned he will respond in a time and manner that he deems appropriate, he says. But we still have no word on whether or not that retaliation will be physical. It'll be sanction based. And there are also reports that the drone may have been mistaken for a United States drone returning to base. Watch and Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffitt of Savannah, Georgia. The State Department is set to hold a briefing this morning as the president faces growing calls to take action against Iran. It sounded like the administration
2: has ruled out strikes within Iran. Jackie, I appreciate the question. Uh, I think you can understand. I hope you can understand. Uh, I'm not going to telegraph punches here. We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not looking to escalate the tensions any more than they already have been escalating. In fact, everything we've done has been designed to try to de escalate those tensions.
0: Is it that the administration ultimately does not hold Iran responsible for these attacks, or that the current level of risk
2: and lost U.S. troops is somehow acceptable? I am not going to telegraph punches for the President of the United States. I'm not going to get ahead of his decision space and how he's going to respond. We'll respond appropriately. Oh, my God.
0: A U.S. official has confirmed to Fox News that the Iran-backed drone that killed those three troops and injured more than 40 others was actually mistaken for a U.S. drone that was set to return to base at the same time. The White House is refusing to comment, but so far there have been at least 165 attacks on U.S. forces since October 17th. Florida Congressman Mike Waltz says we must respond strongly. Listen.
2: I'll remind everyone the reason we have small numbers of special operators, drone operators and others in the Middle East is they're still going after ISIS and keeping a boot on their neck so they don't hit us here.
0: In fact, uh, General Kenneth Frank McKenzie, he is the former head of U.S. military central command under both Trump and Biden, said that the U.S. should be prepared for escalation. And according to him, uh, Iran is morally responsible for the attack of course. Mackenzie mentioned their training, the fact that they're equipping and funding these militias like Hezbollah, Al-Shabaab, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the Islamic resistance in Iraq, who has claimed responsibility for the attack in Jordan. General Mackenzie urged that strong words must be met with action if we're going to remain in the region. And the only way to prevent any escalation is to leave uh, the theater. So I I just... This is frustrating, um, and I want to... I want to welcome. Let me go ahead and welcome Logan Hall, Blaze Media digital strategist uh, to come in and um, talk about a really uplifting topic, guys. This is this is great. More wars, more wars. (laughs) Hey, you thought that we were done in Afghanistan, which, by the way, was a huge screw up on behalf of the Biden administration. Oh, no, no, no. You thought that it was just going to be Ukraine and the proxy war. No, we're just going to get involved in uh, a major war now. I want to get both of your opinions on this, um, and uh, Representative Tenderholt, I know you are former military, so um, I very much value your uh, your input on this as well. I am not, I am obviously very anti-war, but I also wonder how much further we should expect them to poke the bear before we respond at all because i mean they've been launching attack after attack after attack on us since like october 8th and we haven't even batted an eyelash so uh, it's just like how much do you let them get away with before you finally put your foot down and once you put your foot down what should that look like i'm going to defer to you first tony
1: let's first talk about the fact that the biden administration still failed to go notify these families in person biden has not made phone calls I was a airman for 10 years and a soldier for 11 years, a military officer. My last deployment was to Iraq. If one of my soldiers was killed, I would expect that the president of the United States is contacting their families. Number two, we think that the president gave $6 billion to the Iranians, when in actuality, a lot of the things that Biden did gave them over $350 billion during his Mm -hmm. presidency. What do you think they're doing with that money? They're spending it with Hamas and other proxies. What's a proxy? A proxy is an organization that's doing the dirty work for them. Why do I go backwards like that? Because when I was deployed to Iraq during the last time, when they would fire rockets at us, we would go get the Iraqi colonel and we would go kick their butt. That's what they understand. They understand power and they understand a butt whipping. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we've been hit 165 times, we have several soldiers uh, injured, we have three killed. Three soldiers are not going home. Their families are gonna go to funerals. Think about that because of the Biden administration. Iran needs a butt whipping right now. And I would use other terms, but I'm not going to.
0: Well, this is unfiltered, so feel free.
1: (laughs) Look, they've attacked us 165 times. How many times does it take an administration to understand that power, you have to exert power, but you have to do it in a way that the rest of the world understands what what you did and how you did it and why you did it. And so I, I think what's happening is pathetic. We have trained them that it's okay to keep attacking us over and over and over. And the Biden administration needs to step up to the plate and and retrain the Iranian regime.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the, the ultimate problem, right? Because if they had uh, responded to this the first time it happened, the second time it happened, the third time it happened, all before the, what did you say, 165 times? All before the 165th time. Maybe it wouldn't feel so much like, okay, I mean, at this point, we're the laughing stock if we don't respond swiftly and respond very strongly.
2: Yes. Yeah. And it's definitely smart to defer to the military, man. I'm I'm just a humble shit poster. But just uh, from my observation, the lunacy of American foreign policy right now is that all of these conflicts that are breaking out, we're funding both sides of 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 the uh the wars uh with ukraine we declared war on american energy so now that emboldens russia but then we're gonna send 40 billion dollars to ukraine somehow we're funding both sides of the thing that's happening in israel we're giving assistance to gaza and hamas and then we're also giving israel a bunch of money we're we handed all this uh this whatever this six billion to iran And then now we're supposed to be, I mean, it's just insane. So uh, it turns out mean tweets are actually a pretty good foreign (laughs) policy uh, to deter our enemies. I know they were always scared about saying, Trump's going to lead us into World War III. He's cozying up to all these dictators. It's like, no, well, he actually was. They kind of feared him, yes. you know, because you he he didn't know what he was going to say. he would be sending out something at five in the morning to some w- implicit warning to Kim Jong-un saying, you are you better not press that button. My yeah. button's way bigger than yours. <laughs> uh, and it turns out they actually kind of fear that because they don't know what's going to happen. And uh, with Biden, I mean, obviously, he just emboldens them. You look at him just up there bumbling around, uh, just Look, I mean, it, not, it doesn't only look weak; it just is weak. He's a weak man. He, he has no idea what he's saying half the time. So, yeah, I, I, this should be expected if you put somebody like that in power. Your enemies are going to notice.
1: Well, look at what's, what's happening: Russian aircraft react to our aircraft and 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 buzz them. Uh, mm-hmm. Chinese aircraft Chinese. are reacting yeah. to our naval naval destroyers. These people are there were flying they, spy balloons, balloons over they our country. don't. They don't fear America. They don't fear them. Look, there's something to be said for healthy fear, right? Look what uh, China's doing right now. They're maneuvering near Taiwan right now with aircraft and fighter jets. The world is in chaos right now because of the administration that's in charge of the United States. When the United States has good leadership, the rest of the world is more calm and more at ease. Mm -hmm.
2: We were told that the adults are back in the room.
0: Yeah, and it was going to be really boring. They couldn't (laughs) wait for it to be really boring. This is, I would love some boredom right about now. Um, But to both of your points, I mean, it's not a coincidence that when Donald Trump was president, We didn't have this. And as much as they wanted to talk about how Donald Trump was just a a Putin puppet, a Putin stooge, uh, seems to me like Vladimir Putin waited until Donald Trump was out of office and saw the weakness within the Biden administration. And then he said, now's the time. That's not a coincidence. That is absolutely not a coincidence, and it's just so frustrating. Especially, you know, I call the Democrats the party of projection all the time. This is just another uh, level of projection on them that they were constantly like, "Oh my God, but, but Donald Trump's going to have the nuclear codes. What? He? We can't have that crazy man having access to the nuclear codes. He's going to get us involved in World War Three. And it's like, um, how about now? Where's that energy now on uh, January thirtieth, twenty twenty four? Cause that's the energy I have, but like for a reason.
2: Yeah, they, I mean the 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 iron law of the left is they will always accuse you of yes. exactly what they're doing. Uh, you pulled a chart up there earlier that showed all the different attacks on U.S. forces. Most Americans don't even know mm-hmm. where our troops are stationed. We have them all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and this is where you have the uh, the appetite for Trump is you have to put America first. We don't even know who's coming across our borders. Why don't we have any of our military on the border? Yeah, We just don't. And it's common sense, but we're supposed to protect all these different places. It's uh, This is a point that our colleague Oren has made. We think too much in terms of the empire versus the nation. The nation is being invaded. We cannot be prioritizing all of these different conflicts halfway across the world when we have these own problems on our shores.
0: Yeah. To Logan's point, uh, Tony, you know, We just talked about you and I, the terrorist that was in our country for nearly a year before uh, they finally caught up to him and were like, oh, whoops, shouldn't have let you through. You're coming with me, big guy. I mean, an actual terrorist, that's one. That is one. How many more have come in through Joe Biden's disastrous border policy who will be emboldened Right as this stuff is going on, right as we're talking about uh, getting involved in another war, we're talking about, and rightfully so, the U.S. responding swiftly and strongly to Iran. But what happens with all of these potential sleeper cells that we all know are here and ready to do what uh, you know they believe is their moral, you know, expectation?
1: Sadly, once they're here, they're a horrible danger to Americans. Think about something as simple as what we do every day. We go to the bank account. We have to have what? An An ID. ID. We go vote. We need an ID. All of the things that we do every day that we take for granted, we need an ID. When I give my credit card, oftentimes they'll ask me for an ID because I say "C Pick ID on Mm -hmm. the back. But these terrorists are being afforded the free opportunity to come across at Biden's invite to come into America and do things to infrastructure and do harm to American citizens. And it's it's despicable to say that the president is is patriotic or that he's a patriot is an absolute lie.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is traitorous behavior. Like well, this is treasonous. Literal behavior. treason. <laughs> it's yeah, it behavior. Is, it's yes.
1: way worse so, than
2: Benedict. Yes. Or anything Benedict yes. Arnold yes. Yes. ever did. Yes.
1: So I read an article today from from a good news source that was talked about <laughs> how the president is breaking the law by allowing these people to come in, and how his administration is doing the exact same thing. It's horrible. It is horrible what's happening in America right now.
0: Yeah. All right, so when we come back, uh, the verdict is in for the pro life activists who were on trial in Tennessee. We will get into that. We'll be right back. six pro life activists were just found guilty today in federal court after being prosecuted by Biden's DOJ under the face act for protesting outside a Nashville abortion clinic now i want to play i mean you're thinking like what did they 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 must they looted stores right guy. they were engaged they in a ob- nike store yeah right like i call lee what did these people do To be found guilty for something like this. Because I mean, surely they would not, it would not be that they were peacefully protesting because we all know we do have a First Amendment right. And surely the Biden regime would never threaten one's First Amendment right to peacefully assemble or say how they feel or sing a hymn or I don't know, pray. But it seems to me that that's exactly what these people were doing. And uh, now they await sentencing, I guess. Watch. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the way that they're sitting there. So just calm. Okay, now I bet is the part. Oh, I thought that was going to be the part where they started like throwing things. And no, actually, it turns out that um, none of that ever happened because that that was it. That was the severity of what they were doing. Um, And apparently Joe Biden's regime thought, what better way to teach Americans that they live under our thumb and they don't have the freedom of speech here than to charge these people under the FACE Act. Now this is the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. So this is kind of what they're, they're arguing is like, but they were sitting in front of the entrance. As if they wouldn't have, you know, moved or people could have walked around them. Um, This clearly is another message sent to all of you. I mean, you know, Donald Trump um, said, we just talked about this the other day. He said of all of his 91 indictments, when they started prosecuting him, when they started weaponizing the federal government against him, he said, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way. And that just becomes more and more true the more the longer that this Biden administration is in office. It just becomes more and more true because if they can do it to the former president of the United States, why wouldn't they do it to six pro-life activists in Tennessee? Why wouldn't they?
2: Yeah, I mean, that was probably the most one of the most accurate things Trump has ever said. Yes, it's 100 percent. He is a stand in for all of the frustrations of Forgotten of America now you have to understand, Sarah, you're not allowed what's happening at abortion clinics is a state sanctioned uh state sanctioned ritual. They killing babies is their religion. Yeah. So you can't interfere with that. And they view people who disagree with that as the enemy. They don't view uh c- career criminals burning down homes, burning down cities. They don't see that as the enemy. They're real threat are pro-life Christian conservatives. Mm-hmm. The rule of law, the right needs to understand this, the rule of law is essentially dead in blue pockets of the country. It's only a tool to reward their friends and destroy and crush their enemies. And that is, that's just the old system is dead and gone. That's how it, things are now. And I think Republicans need to wake up like, where are these red state DAs? Why are they not going after any prominent Democrats? They have we have to our side has to wake up and realize there's no going back to this. We need to end the weaponization of government. It will be weaponized yeah. in one direction or the other.
1: Yeah. You know, and this, this is why I endorsed President Trump last month. And I think Americans, specifically Republicans, that may not think that he's their choice. Once the primary is over and he is the nominee, I'm begging all Republicans around the country, vote for the the, the Republican nominee because he is ten thousand times better than what we currently have or what we could get. Yes. Um, you know, I guess if you if you burn down buildings and you attack people in their cars and you block streets and you start fires and you shoot at people, the Democrats think that's okay. That that's peaceful protest. Matter of fact, the news media even said this is peaceful protesting. <laughs> people aren't people aren't dumb. Voters are smart. They see it. Um, but now. First Amendment rights don't matter if you're a conservative singing and doing prayer inside the building. You're exactly right. I think they would have stepped aside had people wanted in.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to just to kind of dig in on how egregious this really is. So the FACE Act, it it prohibits is from the law. It prohibits violent, threatening, damaging and obstructive conduct intended to injure, intimidate or interfere with the right to seek, obtain or provide reproductive health services. where please anyone show me the violence there the the threats there the damaging or obstructive conduct i i oh oh no oh they must be singing their threats that's what it is they're threatening i mean the only it's a little pitchy honestly is the only problem that i see with this and so these people could face up to 11 years in jail 11 years and it gets worse when you think about it, because they're just a long line of people in a list of people who now have to spend potentially prison time, jail time under the regime of Joe Biden. You've got people who didn't even walk onto the Capitol premises on January 6, 2021, who are spending decades of their life in prison. You have people who were completely nonviolent, to your point, Tony, completely nonviolent, didn't go burn down a city. Didn't go set, you know, uh, Wisconsin on fire. Didn't do any of that. Get Get their charges dropped. Get their charges dropped. But if you happen to believe in principles like saving children in the womb, like lower taxes, like less federal government, you happen to believe that securing the border is a must. You happen to believe that maybe perhaps there are only two genders, then you, too, may face prison time if they can find a way to weaponize the judicial system against you.
2: You must get this, that not only did these people have their charges dropped or were never charged in the first place, the people that torched America during the mm-hmm. summer of peace in 2020. Many of these deep blue cities are giving those rioters money, money cash mm-hmm. payments, the yeah. because they, there's somehow uh, police maintained some order in the area and clashed with the protesters. Uh, that's how dedicated the left is to destruction. They only no chaos. The chaos is the point. So they'll let out career criminals after you know, nine different offenses. He's gone to jail nine times and they keep letting him out again and again and again to terrorize law-abiding citizens. That is the whole point. That's what they want. They want more of it. They want to turn all of America under into a new system of anarcho-tyranny where the peaceful, nice Christian conservatives, they are the ones that are arrested while Career criminals are free and set loose.
1: It's all about perspective, right? They are a threat. They're a threat to Democrats and their agenda. That's what they're a threat to. But when anyone else looks at what they were doing out there, they were singing gospel uh, music. Yeah,
0: it's a disgrace. Uh, We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Wow, we have gotten so many of you guys voicemails to our new Welfare Check voicemail box. And we are, we're gearing up to, we, I, we, I don't have any for you today. We're going to play them hopefully by tomorrow. But uh, we have enjoyed hearing from you guys. So make sure if you have not yet checked it out. If you got something to say? You want to vent about something? Maybe you want to you wanna tell me what I did wrong today. I don't care. You can do that over at uh, welfare check. You can call 888-969-5113 and leave us a message. And that message you may hear on a future episode and I may respond to you. On a future episode. So make sure uh, to check that out. Also, go to wherever you get your audio podcasts and make sure that you are. Su- if you already were subscribed to the previous news and why, uh, you will, you should be subscribed to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. But crazier things have happened, especially on YouTube.
2: Let's double check.
0: Yeah, people keep getting mysteriously unsubscribed from my content. It may have to do with all the lists that I'm on that I spoke to Tony about earlier. I don't know. But make sure that you are subscribed. Give us a five star rating and a review if you'd like. Tony, Logan, thank you guys so much for being here and we will see you tomorrow.
1: Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content
2: at theblaze.com slash podcasts.